welcome to Candy Bar Andrew Boy, a series where I, Mike Rappin, discuss the Netflix original series Sweet Tooth with the one and only IRCB regular, Danny. Hey, Mike. Every week, we'll be discussing one episode of the TV series and chatting about the comic of the same name by Jeff Lemire, originally published by Vertigo Comics. Now, let's get into the show. This is Season 2, Episode 4, a.k.a. Episode 12, known as The Bad Man, or excuse me, Bad Man, 57 minutes long, 43 seconds. Spoilers for Episode 12 of Sweet Tooth. You have been warned, Danny. How are you feeling about this fourth episode of the season? This is the midway point, and I didn't realize that until I got to the very final minutes of this, and I went, how many more episodes are in this season? And there's only four more. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm very, I'm a little frustrated because this was a hard one to stop. So we're trying not to watch ahead, uh, right, oh, yeah. to, to do this for, you know, so, the, so we don't want to talk about episodes in the future and stuff like that. Um, so it was very tough to not let the episode keep playing. Like once this one was over to the next one, um, dude, that hadn't happened this season. I remember that happened last season for sure with a few of them that had not happened this season. Like I, I, I didn't mind taking a little break in between, uh, episodes. So, so yeah, I'm very excited to talk about this one. I think there's a lot to talk about. Uh, and then just kind of like all the things that have been building up for the season so far. Uh, and then, yeah, like you, I went to the list to see where we were, and I can't believe it's only eight episodes. This look, this seems insane. So, uh, but I'm ready. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, let me let me do a quick summary here. So, again, spoilers for this episode. If you haven't watched it, go pause it. Go watch the episode. Come back. Listen to this. Um, but here's what happened. So Gus is shunned by the other kids for lying to them about Roy. That's kind of like the focus of his whole episode. Um, Jeff and Amy are abducted by the Landlords, which is maybe the best gang name I've ever heard in my life, uh, and manage to convince them to storm Essex Zoo to save the hybrid kids in exchange for, quote, the spoils of war. And in the final moments, Amy cuts Jeff out of the plan. We'll get into it. Uh, Singh finds a cure for the sick, a.k.a. the H5G9 virus, which gives Abbott all the leverage he needs with the other warlords in the land known as the Three. And Bear goes full army mode in the recruitment center for the last minute and heads out on her first mission, dot, 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 to round up some hybrids. Oh my goodness, Danny. Finally, I think after last week's episode where we were kind of wondering, when is this show going to pick it up? They're like, don't you worry. We got you, bud. Yeah, it... So it does feel like all the bear stuff could have been done in in this episode. Like, they could have moved some stuff from this episode to the previous one. I feel like it was yeah. a weird arrangement. I know I know Netflix expects everyone to, like, just kind of binge their stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not doing mm-hmm. that, obviously. So it's a little frustrating when we do take breaks. Um, also, <laughs> be, <laughs> yeah. before we get angry letters from the fans, uh, it's, it's the Air Lords uh, that kidnapped. Uh, oh, they, I th- I thought they were called the landlord. Oh, okay, this makes they they this want, makes way more they sense. Want they have planes. Yeah, they want a tank so they can become the air and landlords. Um, but but I don't want yeah I don't want any angry mail. I mean, you can still send Mike an email uh, if you want, but <laughs> but we have addressed it. Yeah, well, damn. Okay, well, let me just fix all of my notes where I thought there was a lot of really fun puns in this just episode. A, and there were find them um, a place real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I got that confused. That was like, what a cool idea for a gang. I could have never considered. Anyways, um. So anyway, so we meet Amy's friends. These are the Air Lords, as I've adjusted my notes. Um, and it seems like every week we're gonna swap who's the paranoid parent in this relationship because last week it was Amy, this week it's Jep, 
Um, Jeff is just not keen to meet new friends, which I get that. He's been burned. But uh, yeah, so they go to meet these people and then they immediately get abducted. And uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe we should just talk about the Amy and Jeff stuff before we get into the kids being sad, because I'm just not I'm not ready to do that, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know how you want to tackle this one. Do you want to stick with Amy and Jeb's whole story or do you want to bounce around? Because I think I mean it's we we once again we're seeing three different storylines, which is is hard to keep track. Well, I guess four now since Abbott was out and about as well. Um Yeah, yeah. So, but but a lot happened unlike last time, a lot happened with Amy and Jeb this time around. Not only did they meet these early words, yeah. And we get we get introduced to some real funky characters. Uh, that I feel like they are, they have at least one line of dialogue to tell you who they fully are as a character. Yeah. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it works. Sometimes it just seems like a caricature. Uh, yeah. as you probably see in one of the one of these guys with the mohawk or with the mullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea of these people like flying everywhere seems a little weird. Like. I don't know in this world how close everything is to everything because every episode feels like somebody's moving really fast uh, throughout yeah. these cities. So, like, how much, how how useful is this plane or helicopter or whatever, whatever air transportation these people have? Like, well, I, we know that Gus was originally in Yellowstone Park, right? And if we're to believe that Essex city is somewhere within driving distance of that i would guess mm-hmm. like at one point what they were they were going to colorado or they needed yeah, to get to colorado yeah. i feel like i <clears throat> we it's really weird the geography we, of the show we is need weird a, they need to open the episode of the game of thrones style map <laughs> we just kind of <laughs> we kind of go through all the little yeah. towns that we're going to talk about yeah uh, yeah but i mean i will admit like i i think the idea of the air lords is cool um, I, I'll be completely honest here. I like checked out for this whole, like, we're going to fight with these guys and then Jeff and Amy are going to do this thing and we've all got bad attitudes and this is the cool lady with the gun and she's the leader. Like I kind of checked out on all of that because ultimately I knew it was them just like getting together. I kind of felt really gross about the whole, don't worry, you get the spoils of war. It's like, I don't know, like maybe I just want too much. I want peace. I want peace just so desperately. But like the fact that everyone's like, don't worry, you're going to get your piece out of this yeah. whole thing. Like they're all just war profiteers. Someone's going to be screwing over another person. Right. So if they take out the last men, then now they're the new faction. And then that new faction becomes a thing. And like the worst part about that group to me was they were like business is booming because so many people are having a bad time. It's like, oh, my God. like I know that we're trading in like our morals for the fact that we need this kind of mini army, but also like wow, they are laying it on thick about how these people are kind of just really as bad as Abbott. They just don't use violence. They use commodities, right? Um, I don't know, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I was very much just like, I don't give a shit. No, I don't same. care about these guys. I, I definitely <laughs> agree. They they did not make any one of these people likable. Like, I think the leader yeah. seems capable, which is sure. always good to have. But also, I don't understand why they, sh- I don't know if it's from the adaptation of the book, but like, these could have been the people that Jep knew. And I, I think that would make a little more sense than Amy yeah. like calling them once to drop flyers and and now they're gonna do this other stuff for her. Also, like mm-hmm. why are they like if I was them and I'm thinking like a mercenary here, 
you told me your plan. How about I don't help you, but I still take all of Abbott's stuff and I, I just don't right. help you? Right. I mean, is there no honor among thieves, Danny? I mean, <laughs> I, I totally agree. And that's the thing. I think like, again, this is where I know we were talking about last episode about how communication between the characters, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. This to me feels like kind of wonky writing yeah. where like they wanted to give Amy more leverage or more power mm-hmm. than maybe she appeared to have. Like, I think Jep constantly underestimating her thinking, oh, you're just this scared old scared lady who's hiding and she, you've got nothing. Um, and this is kind of proving, oh, no, she actually has connections like and they aren't just people with guns, because mm-hmm. I think that's maybe something we didn't get from this episode is while they have the ability to be violent, they are not the same violent as the last men, right? Last men show up with Kevlar and AK-47s yeah, yeah. and gas masks. These are kind of like crazy Mad Max style, like we're riding on the back of our diesel powered planes, shooting like pistols and flare guns at you because we don't care. Like we're badasses. Um, it's a different kind of crazy. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I um, do like the guy that um, he's like, oh, I'll go in there and take care of this by myself. Like, there's one guy that's real cocky, and <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's gonna get some comeuppance. And you know, like I don't want, I don't want him to be the first one to die if they attack. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, you can't just uh, Leroy Jenkins into into the zoo. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Well, and this in this show is is interesting because they're very intentionally secretive about their numbers right like and not not from a like oh abbott's hiding his numbers or oh these people are it's like they only have so much money to pay so many actors and they're not going to cg a crowd um so they you know we don't know how many people flew in these planes at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. we don't know how many people abbott's party actually have it's kind of implied that he does have like a small army which to me is like thousands Mm -hmm. enough for them to have a training facility apparently which like Maybe we could talk about Bear's storyline next, but they clearly have significant enough numbers, like because they're like a branch off of the American military. It feels like, um, so I don't know. It's it's interesting, and I'm gonna. It's gonna be very funky to see how these two factions clash in the next episode once they they fly there. And again, this is me skipping over stuff because I know that there was a plan and they built Legos and it was cool. And I was kind of just like scrolling my phone just to be like. Yeah, I, I know we got to get out of here. That's pretty much it. So I don't know if there was anything more monumental that happened well, in those moments, but I definitely just kind of there, there is out. one thing. Uh, Amy finds out what uh, Jep used to do for the last man. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, and that really sets up like the end of their arc for this episode, at least, where yeah, yeah, she chooses true. to leave him behind. He doesn't go mm-hmm. on the mission, right? And he, there's really nothing he could do about it because they're going on a plane. So like, right. you know, he can't just go up and catch them or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, the way she just turned on, uh, on Jeff, I mean, and it makes perfect sense because like, those are her, like that could have been one of her kids that, uh, and mm-hmm. those are the people mm-hmm. that drove her out of the zoo. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was, that was a real yeah. intense scene. And, and I think they both reacted the way I would expect them to, um, yeah, I, I did. I did see that. I should say, like, I guess, like, maybe I was paying attention more than I thought. Um, but like, yeah, I did see all of that because it, it their conversation kind of led down a path where it was like, Jeff clearly didn't want to say it, but he knew he had to. He like had to come clean with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because she knew she he was a last one. And she didn't necessarily know what he did. And the fact that, like, there was a line that he said along the lines of like, 
I know I didn't abduct those, you know, your kids, but they could have been them or something. And that like was what broke her. And she started like almost cartoonishly like punching him in the chest. And you got to think that actor, he's a he's a big man. Yeah. Like he's just a he's a hunk of a human being. And this woman is just like pounding her fist cartoonishly against him Um, was was kind of a funny moment. But uh, yeah, even still, like it's I understand why she did what she did. And then, you know, Jeff has no choice but to like hop in this. <laughs> I thought it was an ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> Drive down the highway um, to try to catch them, um, which we know that they're within driving distance of uh, the, the zoo. I mean, we don't know where these uh, air lords live, but it's assumed that they're probably like the Essex City Airport right. or something like that. Um, but they've got warehouses and all that kind of stuff. So I- interesting storyline there. I liked the development, but it did feel kind of like in my mind, maybe strung out a little bit mm-hmm. in order to build to what they eventually did. Um but yeah, maybe we should talk about Bear and uh, Save by the Bells uh, storyline here. Good transition. I like that in between the last episode and this one, we did not look up that the name of that character. So we're just going to keep <laughs> calling him Save by the Bell. Oh. Well, I, I think I wrote in my notes. Somebody called him Jordan. Maybe that was his last name. I don't know. I don't keep track of all the tertiary characters. No. You know, he's that kid is he's just a face in a sea as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But yeah, this is this is interesting because we we see like how the last men take random people and turn them into recruits. And in my mind, I thought I thought that the last men they'd been together for a decade. It didn't seem to me like they had brought in a lot of new people. Um, And maybe that's just me being like naive about like, you know, a decades long campaign of them growing from nothing into something. Um. But I didn't really think that they would have a recruitment facility, which kind of changes my perspective on how much power this group actually wields. Because I feel like earlier in the season, the warlords people that we met, the people called the three that, yeah. you know, Abbott tried to go meet, um, he, they kind of implied that he was a weakling in the group, even though he had this kind of presence. But I almost question that now, because if you've got enough of a system in place that you can bring in recruits. You can give them supplies. You can take all their stuff. You can do all this military training. Like you must have a bit more than just like a, a fun little militia running around, right? Yeah, it, it definitely feel. And I, I talked about it a little bit on the last episode that it felt like Abbott and the Last Men felt like a house of cards that was going to crumble at any time. But seeing it's, this, yes, um, it makes me doubt that maybe maybe the show's been playing us along as well uh, mm-hmm. because their numbers maybe are bigger than we think and they actually have some training or because even if we when when jeb and amy were talking to the uh, the the hair lords about them they're like oh yeah those guys can't shoot and, and like so i don't know i hopefully they don't underestimate them when we finally see them mm-hmm. have a confrontation um but yeah I, I also like the the training montage for bear uh, I think that was real. Oh my gosh! Very, very nineties uh, action movie where she just kind of like outdoing everyone, like which it makes that part makes perfect sense, right? She was part of the the oh, yeah. army. Um, I also feel like she's risking a lot just to keep the the tape for Gus. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I like my like stomach clenched when she, you know, they're like unload all your stuff, and she grabbed that tape and put it up her sleeve. I was like, th- to me. I feel like, and that's that's the the great suspense of the show, right? Is that like characters are making decisions like this? But I was like, kind of floored by the fact that like 
getting caught with contraband, I feel like has always been shown in television and movies as like a humongous no-no, like disqualified, put you in the hole, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. So for her to do that, like super significant. I definitely felt that. Yeah. So I'm 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 curious because like I said, hopefully the tape really pays off. I mean, I don't can they even play a tape? Who knows? She doesn't she doesn't even know what a tape is. She just has it. Right. Uh, she knows right. it's important because Birdie told her over the walkie. Um, right. So we'll see. But I think now that we we kind of, you know, towards the end of her storyline, we get to see what her first mission is going to be. Uh, and that's pretty jarring. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't want to see that happen. Like, I just I'm not looking forward to that, that part. I know the fact that like her her first mission is and and this is this is like I actually kind of love that this is kind of how the story has progressed because we didn't really talk about it I think last week on the show but you know the the thing that uh Saved by the Bell says to her um about like oh I'm going to join the last man oh they don't just round up hybrids it's a it's not just that like only some of them do it blah 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 and of course as soon as they join what happens they're rounding up hybrids because of course they are yeah. because Abbott is obsessed with this idea because Dr. Singh has said, I need more hybrids, right? Um, it's, it's really, it's almost like a surprisingly good payoff for this storyline that I personally not a huge fan of. Yeah. So um, I, I like that we're actually getting that because it's making the situation dire. It's proof that Bear was right and that this kid does not know what he's talking about, which to me is like, more of a justification for people to believe in bear when she needs to start recruiting people onto the side of Gus, which I think is something that we're going to see down the line. And I'm not saying that because I know it from the comic. It just feels like that's the way that it's going to go. Um, The comic doesn't even have this character, but I think that like there needs to be, there's, there's this younger generation mutual understanding thing that bear is kind of that link for where like the adults don't get these hybrids, but the animal army, we totally understand this this is the next generation and we're here to help usher it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that like bear gets to throw this in saved by the bells face in order to say like, this is what I was talking about. This is not, this is why I didn't want to yeah. do this, oh. but of course it's going to force her to reveal right. that she was in the animal army. So like that, you know, fun tension. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, like you said, tension that's kind of building up that I hope, I, I hope it gets resolved I mean, with bad writing, it could get resolved really badly as far as just like weird things happening <laughs> yeah. in the show. But but I think so far, I trust the show enough to like have a good payoff for all that stuff. We could move. I mean, we talked about hybrids. Let's talk about our hybrids. Uh, please, now. please. Uh, because things are speaking of tension is uh, it broke my heart to see Gus sitting there all by himself with all the other hybrids like off you know ignoring him or leaving like leaving him alone like i know we as the audience have a better um i guess it's it's more reasonable for us to understand why gus is doing what he's doing uh, but mm-hmm, it's still mm-hmm. heartbreaking to see him be iced out of the group uh dude that it broke my heart like that the little the little kid saying we don't trust you anymore i like fell out of my chair i was crying man i was out of it i couldn't even believe it it's like not gus yeah not him the, the director was like <laughs> give me the most adorable child to tell gus that he's out of the group dude i i and it's such a it's such a unfortunate thing because again like you said like we know why gus made the choices that he made but like how do you explain that to a kid right and even wendy 
is like, I shouldn't have let you lie like that. That didn't help us in the long run because um, it was a it was a it was a weak lie in the first place. Yeah. Right. Like it was a it was a, the type of thing. And I, I think this is a lesson for Gus for ultimately, you know, like that he can't do that. He has to speak the truth mm-hmm. to these people, no matter who they are. Um, but obviously she's she's busted up. Um, and then, of course, we get one of the most like, in my mind, touching moments in this season that we've seen so far. Right. When Bobby walks over um, and oh, my God, he's like he wanted to hold dog and he was just like closing his eyes and the puppeting work is amazing. It's better than Mandalorian. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. <laughs> um, I love Bobby and Gus together because they're like old school. It's like the first kids together. And I just, I don't know. I love it. And then, of course, Bobby's like, I, Bobby trust Gus. And I like, I was like, where's my Kleenex? Who's chopping onions over here? Like, that's such a beautiful moment. I, I love that we both wrote the same line, too. I think uh, yeah. for our notes, Bobby is the hero of this show. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> Bobby is the hero of this show. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And as I said, if anything ever happens to Bobby, I will stop watching the show. Sorry to the uh-huh, listeners, uh-huh. Mike, you'll have to find that replacement. Um, <laughs> It'll just be me again, yeah. man. <laughs> um, Bobby does say the line, fam, or, or excuse me. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, are there two Bobbies in this show? Am I going crazy here? No, 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 I don't think so. What, wait, what is, what is Abbott's brother's name? John. Johnny. Oh, why did I write? Oh, Johnny, not Bobby. What am I writing? So, anyways, my my line later, I thought. So we get this nice moment between between Bobby and Gus, and then Bobby's just like, "Peace, I'm going. I'm gonna go in the sewers." <laughs> I'm not, yeah, he he grabs the pliers and just takes the the collar with the sensor off, like right. like like if he had used pliers before too. Bobby, I'm telling you, right, right. Bobby is very capable. We just don't know it because he's so adorable that it hides underneath all that. Exactly. Well, and I, I think this is this is a like one of those things that they're highlighting now because there's this there's this through line that we've seen. It's it's not like it's hidden um, that the humans, like especially the adults, do not trust these hybrid kids, but they also don't think that they're intelligent. Right. They don't think that they're able to speak. They don't think they're able to do things. And like we've seen as the audience, like obviously there's Gus, there's Wendy, but we've also seen these other kids who either choose not to speak or can't speak. And they use sign language. They're clearly able to communicate. They clearly understand how things work. They know how to use tools. They are as intelligent, if not more intelligent than your average everyday kid. And Bobby is that, like, I think accelerated kind of kid where he's very smart. He's capable. He knows how to solve problems. Like, he's clearly thinking more than he's speaking. And this is just one of those things where he grabs the thing, cuts the, cuts the, the collar off, climbs up the wall, unscrews the thing, starts crawling through the sewer. Like, Bobby's got plans and i you know what i'm excited for it because at the end of this episode bobby pops out of the sewers outside of the compound i was like this is what i'm talking about this is this is the exciting tv that i need in my life so i don't know if it was intentional or not i'm pretty sure it was bobby that was the scene from shawshank redemption when the guy gets out of jail after crawling <laughs> through the the sewer like he does the same thing yeah. because it's raining and then he puts his arms out um, I, I like my oh, note yeah. literally says Bobby Shawshank his way out of the zoo. <laughs> if only there was a poster that he had ripped down, right? That would have that would have sealed the deal, man. I, 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 you know what? Yeah, right. I think I think we need to. We're gonna have to Photoshop uh, a new poster of Shawshank with yes. Bobby in there. Um, 
Yeah, reach out to ircbpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know if you'll edit that scene together. We'll pay you for it. Um, <laughs> but beyond, you know, the hybrid kids, very sad moments. We get a moment where uh, the, I guess maybe we should, we could talk about these two scenes, or these two things in order, because it's kind of a buildup. But like, we get Singh talking about the virus mm-hmm. to Abbott. We get Singh researching this thing and and creating the first dose of the cure after looking at these chickens and looking at microscopes. They do some really interesting camera work in these scenes where like his eye is like flying at the camera and we get this really close up stuff. It's very cool. Um, It's a way for them to kind of magic away the science, I guess. But like it looks fun, right? Well, and I got to commend like like the makeup department because Singh looks beat to shit. Like his face. Oh my god! Like the the rings. He he almost looks like Gara with the rings around his eyes because he <laughs> he hasn't. I mean, yeah. he's probably hasn't slept in in a few days uh, since he's been yeah. trying. Because we're doing these kind of week to week, like it doesn't feel like everything's happening for Singh like right at once. But this is all like going to the facility, coming back, doing this in the lab, uh, and then the way. Uh, the way that the actor sells him finding the cure, that that joy, like just his face transforming and covering his eyes because he didn't want to see the result until the the machine was done, or whatever, like mm-hmm. incredible scene. Like like I said, anything with Doctor Singh or Gus is like my favorite scenes that are happening right now in in these episodes. Totally, um, and then of course you know Abbott find you know he Abbott shows up shows Singh shows him the the cure they have this beautiful like classic science where i've got the the vial between my two fingers yeah, like, and i'm holding it up at a why distance. does it glow who knows i don't i don't know i don't know it's magic um so you know Singh in, in abbott talk abbott immediately steals it away but he's so pleased he's finally got something over the other warlords mm-hmm. the three um and he decides let's let's have a dinner let's let's do a little dinner thing no um, which is maybe like the most awkward thing in the world, but yeah. Was there was the scene with his wife coming in before or after Abbott visited? Because that that was before. Okay. You're so right. Let, yeah, let, yeah, let me yeah, go yeah. back and address that because that that one unfortunately broke my heart after I was so excited oh, yeah. from last episode. Right? She he tells her about the cure, and then she realizes that there's blood on his hands, and we mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. pan over to like this covered up thing and like. I think as the audience, we knew what was under there. But then when Abbott yeah, yeah, comes yeah. back and, and shows him, it is confirmed that that, that was Peter, our, our uh, yeah. alligator hybrid that we met last episode. Uh, and that was heartbreaking because, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a child. And even like same thing that happened to Roy, like even though we didn't really know Roy, like it's a child that's, that's being sacrificed yeah. to do all this stuff. Uh, now, yeah. I hope that at least this means that they don't need to keep killing hybrids now that they got the eggs or whatever. I still, the show hasn't really, at least I didn't feel like the show has explained if now that they have the eggs, they can finally stop killing hybrids or mm-hmm. if they're still going to need to kill the hybrids to make this new cure, but now it's going to be fully efficient as opposed to just, you know, address symptoms. So, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, definitely was not clear as to like what the answer to that was. But yeah, that you know, this this is just proof though that like Singh is will do anything, right? Uh Gus last episode said, if you hurt Peter, I will never talk to you ever again, right? Um and clearly Singh 
doesn't care, right? Like, I, and, and I, maybe it's maybe that's a bit harsh. I think he does care, but I think he cares more about finding the cure than the promise of some kid. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he will go to whatever ends he has to. And he has been right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that scene with his wife, um, Ronnie, is really powerful because I think all along she has known what he's doing. Um, but this is the first time that she actually was confronted with yeah. the byproduct of his work. Um, despite the, you know, he's so happy. He's so excited. This is the cure, you know? Um, but she can't, she, she still sees the like horrors of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, which we're going to see how that kind of plays out. It's weird because they have this moment. Um, and then Johnny runs into Ronnie and is like, Hey, you like, can't be out here anymore. And then they become buds. And, uh, then later they like go to dinner and it's like, fine. Yeah. Everything is, is fine. Which like, whatever, who cares? But but I'm also kind of like, you'd think that that would have affected the scene in mm-hmm. some capacity. But um, yeah, they go do this dinner. Um, it's kind of just a lot of gallivanting yeah, and, and, and yada yada. But yeah. and, and Ronnie's still putting up a front, I think, in front of Abbott for the dinner because they do have a conversation after when they go back to their room. Um, yeah, that's true. Before we fully talk about the dinner, uh, we do know that because of the guards being assholes, uh, uh, Gus finds out that, that Peter's dead. Um, he, oh, he showed right. them that's, one of the, one of the guards. Upset. You're right. Yeah, one of the guards has the, the crocodile tooth or a claw or whatever they took from from Peter, and they're threatening the kids. So Gus, like, he hits one with the antler and runs around and oh, yeah. he tries to escape, and he yeah. runs into Abbott. And I think this is right before the dinner. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you're right. You're right. So I don't know. I think I think next time Singh talks to uh, has to talk to Gus. Uh, that's definitely going to be, it's going to come up, right? Because yeah. they made a deal. I feel like they had a deal and now Singh mm-hmm, has kind of gone mm-hmm. back on it. Um, right. Well, yeah, they, I guess Abbott runs into Gus after the dinner. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, the order really doesn't necessarily matter, right. but it's curious. It's, I'm curious to know what Abbott's going to do now that he's talking to Gus. Cause he addresses him by name. Yeah. Right. Like he knows that Gus is important to all of this. Um, which makes me wonder, like, is he going to try to make him the next kid? I mean, Gus, for the first time, has used his antlers to, like, gore somebody, which I was like, whoa. Like, I was actually taken aback yeah. by that because it was such a brutal strike against some guy's knee. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we've never really seen Gus get violent like that before. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. A lot of lot of things happen very suddenly at the end of this episode, right? Like, we get the Gus running out of the thing, um, running into Abbott. Uh, Bobby gets outside of the sewers. Uh, Bear is out to find the hybrids. Amy is off to find the hybrids in the plane with the airlids. Like all these things happen in succession. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, hey, guys, maybe you could have clipped this episode by like 10 minutes and gotten us here a little bit sooner. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If they, we could talk about that at the if end. They had, if they had moved, yeah, if they had maybe rearranged the storylines. We, it would have been easier to track what's going on. Because even, even with... Mm-hmm. Our, you know, we took notes for all this stuff, and it's still kind of hard to keep everything straight in, in the succession things yeah. that happen. Um, but, but yeah, I mean that that zoo is gonna be, uh, uh, like a battle zone in the next few episodes, and yeah, and I hope I hope that the yeah, I mean I hope that the kids are gonna be safe. Um, but I think I think Ronnie's gonna be the linchpin because I feel like she's maybe realizing that it's not worth. Everything, everything that she, they had a conversation about karma, I think a couple of, like either this episode or a few episodes mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. And I think she's realizing that it's not worth 
everything that they're sacrificing, their humanity almost really, um, for, yeah. for this cure. Um, so we'll see. Well, I mean, yeah, and I mean, she's she's rightfully worried about her husband. Like, she clearly cares about him. She doesn't see him. This is the thing that I, I should say I appreciate about their relationship is that she doesn't see him as a monster despite everything that he's done because she knows that he has a good heart. And I think that we've even seen in the show yeah. that yeah. Singh is not a monster. He's not brutal. He's not Abbott. You know, he's not this sociopath who's willing to sacrifice anything to get what he wants. You know, he's doing things because he has no other choice. Um, which is why, I, just one last note about Abbott, so, so weird to see the discussion at the table where Abbott's like, oh yeah, we used to be in a band and I like do everything to take care of my brother. My brother's the most important person in the world. I've done everything to make sure that he's safe and everything and that's why he's here. And I'm like, I was honestly waiting for like the other shoe yeah, to drop same. and for him to do something cruel and he didn't. And I was like, uh, okay, so they, they're just going to leave this here in the water for us and we're going to get back to it later. But man, that felt like such an almost out of character moment. And I know that they did that intentionally um, because that was a crucial mm -hmm. moment to show, again, more of this Abbott character, this facade falling down. There's something that is just kind of broken about yeah. this character. And we're seeing like maybe one of the places where there could be a weakness. And I think the, the worst part of it for me is that I like Johnny as a character. I oh, I yeah. I hope I hope Johnny ends up being on Gus's side, uh, because I don't know the actors is like whenever he's listening to his brother and maybe this is because I I have a brother myself so like I understand sure, you sure. know like it's like the way he's just looking at him like realizing that he's been he's at least he thinks he's doing a lot of this for him uh to keep that promise mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so yeah we'll see it's it's just very that. It was a weird scene. The dinner, the whole dinner scene was weird as shit. Uh, oh, yeah. But but something some things came out of it for sure. Um, mm -hmm. So. I don't know. It's getting yeah, well, real gray area everywhere. I know. And that well, that's the thing. We're at the halfway point of the season. It's very exciting because I think it's weird because I was almost like, can we get through this story a little bit faster and then suddenly we're getting through it faster and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa okay, <laughs> slow it down maybe just a little bit. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think this is a, this is a solid episode, um, even if I was a little bit checked out for some of it. Um, but overall, like the, the big things that worked really well for me this episode were we got a cure, but that, of course, made things more complex. But I I like that. I actually like that there's like hope in a lot of ways, because in my mind, the comic doesn't offer a lot of that hope um, in, in, in good ways and bad ways. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll leave it there for, for now. But um, yeah, I thought that was in, like a, a good thing in this episode and uh, i love that bobby's free and bobby he's our he's the man that's it yeah what about you no it's i mean uh definitely agree with bobby i love that whole thing uh i'm also very excited because i do want to see a little bit more action so like the fact that the cavalry's on its way to the zoo uh i need mm -hmm. i need the kids to get out of there safe even i don't mind them being in conflict with the last man i just don't want them to be prisoners anymore um, yeah, you know, I, if they have to be chased or, or whatever the case may be, but I, I need them to be reunited with 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 mom. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, well, I guess the, the only things that I'll say, you know, I kind of touched on some of the things that maybe I wasn't a fan of this episode, but I think like Bear's story is maybe the outlier here in what I actually want out of like the mm -hmm. whole Sweet Tooth story. Um, her story does feel like very out of left field a lot of the time. 
And again, I, I kind of expressed this, I think, in last week's episode, yeah. but you know, they're I think they're trying to show like a new link to Gus with this with the youth, mm-hmm. but also like I feel like it could be done in a different way that would feel a little bit more satisfying, or maybe there should be like some tinge of something extra to this, but I just am not feeling it. Yeah. Um I don't know, it just feels out of place, I guess. I mean, especially if you're gonna add a character to an adaptation that's not in the original material, you sh- you need to make it a character that's important. There needs to be an important reason for you to have done that change. Which in the first yeah. season, I like Bear. I like everything with the animal army and that story. Uh in mm-hmm. this season, I think it almost feels like her story is a bit of an afterthought. Uh, and it, it, yeah. it may be because it's broken up too in, a, in very weird pieces all throughout these episodes. Um, yeah. So so hopefully that changes for the next half of the season. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we still yeah. have four episodes to go, so hopefully they can, they can pivot. Yeah. I, I think what I'm going to have to do is at the end of this season, I'm going to have to um, do an Arrested Development style Netflix <laughs> recut where I put all of the storylines in order connected so that you can watch them side by side. Just, yeah, go to YouTube and check out a bear compilation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The other, the other thing, uh, um, I, I don't like seeing mom and dad fight. <laughs> so the rift, the, the rift between Avi and Jeb, uh, I, didn't, I don't like it. Uh, I feel like I feel like both of those characters are the support that the hybrids need and mm-hmm. and I think they're they're stronger together. Uh but but totally. I mean I fully understand Amy. So I think Jeb's gonna have to be do do some redeeming. He can't he can't live on his uh on his former glory as a football player forever. <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. which comes up all the time apparently. Yeah, that's uh it, it never ceases to make me laugh and someone's just like hey you're that guy yeah <laughs> such a such a goofy thing um well yeah i think yeah that i think it'll be interesting like again for amy to be like i have this idea i'm gonna go without jep and then jep suddenly shows up so um we'll see how that plays out hopefully in the next episode or two but i guess to wrap everything up um we're at the midway point i'm very excited to see where the show goes um yeah i guess to to sign us out i mean you can always check us out on instagram twitter tiktok discord goodreads youtube all the links are going to be in our show notes you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash irsb podcast to get early access to episodes access to our post credit show which we do um for the regular show where we just kind of chit chat after we finish recording um ircb movie club better batmobile so much stuff on there um the ircb candy bar logo is done by the sam ds you can find a link to their stuff in the show notes Music for this episode is Beautiful CS by Robert Farmer. I want to say thank you to Danny for going on this journey with me and getting halfway through this season. Thank you to Jeff Lemire, close personal friend, everyone at Netflix for making this show happen. Thank you so much. If you got this far in the episode, we love you to death. And until next time, comics are good, and so are you.